Hello and welcome to the Private Practice Made Perfect podcast. I'm Cathy Love. I started life as an OT, had a, an amazing, crazy private practice which I sold. And what I do now is help allied health business owners create a business that serves them, the time, the money, the joy that they absolutely deserve. And this is where my idea for the podcast started. What I want to do is to capture how hard allied health business owners in Australia work to achieve their dreams, to support their teams, to create amazing outcomes for their clients. So sit back, beverage of choice, drive safely, walk carefully, however you're listening in, and I hope you absolutely enjoy. Welcome, 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 Sarah Balmer. Good to have you here. Thanks, Kathy. It's I'm really excited to be here. This is something new and it's, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. New is good, I reckon. I think the right amount of new for the right reasons is usually a good thing in business. Yes, I agree. It's exciting. So we get to share a bit of your story, your adventure so far. So um, for listeners, Sarah's a psychologist and the founding director of Sarah Balmer Psychology for Kids, situated up on the very beautiful northern shores in uh, in Sydney. Tell us, tell us about the fish tank in your beautiful rooms. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, it's, a, it's a big five-foot fish tank <laughs> full of beautiful, colourful African cichlids um, and it's a bit of a hobby of mine. It's um, something that kids walk in and go wow and they see them that the fish are quite little characters and we've also got a a bright blue yabby in there that's really quite funny Um, so it draws the kids in it's a lovely way of for new kids that are a bit anxious before coming in they want to tell me about all the things they've seen the fish do Um, so it's just it just adds a really nice vibe to the waiting room and it's it's a bit of fun for me I love I love fish keeping. I've also got in my playroom a baby fish tank with babies in them. So, and they grow up and then they go out into the big fish tank or get given away. Um, so it's like they come in and go, oh, look how big the babies are now. Or, oh, now we've got new little babies. So it's a bit of fun. <laughs> I reckon the grown ups yeah. are having more fun with the fish tank than the kids hearing that. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and and so the the baby fish tank. Some people do have fish tanks and in their home, and so the child says, "Can I have some when they're grown up?" And then they take them home, and then we talk about the story of their fish in their fish tanks, and yeah, so it's pretty cool. I love that. It is very cool. It is beyond cool. It is beyond cool. <laughs> what else do we see in your in your rooms? Who's there? Who's on the team? What do you get up to? Yeah, so we um, so we've got we've got uh, well, we've got sort of five rooms, but we've got three proper sized rooms. Two of them are play rooms. 
that we've sort of slowly decorated and made like really fun. And what I try and make is every room when someone walks in, they go, wow, for the first time. Cool. If the kids go, oh, cool. And the parents go, wow, this is nice. So the two playrooms are like that. We've got like a big cloud sack and hanging glass balloons and a big doll's house and things set up to play. So they're just really inviting. And then we have um, one room, which is the comfy lounge room um, that the young people love. And that's got a kind of done up art deco lounge that's pretty cool. I've um, seen that lounge. I totally know the <laughs> red one you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So my hubby's really into Art Deco. So that was his project. Uh-huh. And um, yeah, so that's a really, and it's got a an old sort of big old sort of transistor radio. It's quite a beautiful wooden thing in there and a roll top desk. And it's still a work in progress, that room. Um, so that's a nice place and the young people always love going there and there. They've got like big comfy cushions and the giant sloth if anyone needs to hug something soft and <laughs> a weighted blanket, soft blanket, like all that kind of stuff. So that's a nice room too. Um, and what else do we have? Yeah, that's. Yeah, we've got also got a really big veranda here in our office, which is going to be a nice garden eventually. But, you know, these projects take time. They do, they yeah. do. And if we uh, kind of springboard from that word of time, when did you when did you start your business? Gosh, I started in um, probably early late 2009, early 2010, Um, and what I was doing was I was working um, four days a week in disability services, and I just started one day a week in my, just doing my own private practice, working, renting a room, and then I just grew from there until I was doing like 50-50. always renting a room. I worked in a GP practice for a while. I worked, um, then I rented out my own room and sort of grown from there. Now we're sort of in our own office that's been fitted out exactly how I want it. Um, So, which is, yeah, it's good. What, uh, What made you take the plunge to quit your job and go full Monty into your own business? Uh, well, yeah, that's a good question. I think when I think back to it, I think I should have done it, you know, 12, 18 months, even two years earlier than I did. I just kind of thought I could have it all, thought I could do it all and do it all well. And that just wasn't the case. Um, so I was working, working like kind of in NDIS, in the NDIS world in an NGO, um and things just kind of just the values didn't align with my values I suppose to try and say that in a positive way and it was more and more getting me down um so yeah in the end I decided you know what like I could do this all full-time myself and be totally fine so yes so that 
then I finally took the plunge. And I think, look, my husband was nagging me about it for 12 months. Come on, you know, you can totally do this. What What are you waiting for? <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think it was just about believing in myself and just going, okay, that's it, I'm doing it. Draw the line in the sand. Yeah. yeah. What did you think it was going to be like? Uh, it's funny, like I always thought I would just be a sole practitioner and just be happy with that. Um, and I was really happy with that. But um, we had uh, the the suite that we're in is an investment um, property and with COVID, the tenants had to close their business and move out and we couldn't get a tenant for it. So it was almost like the universe pushed me here mm. to go, no, it's not just going to be you. You you need to grow now. You've got this really big space. Do something with it. Um, again, another push, isn't it, you know? So I didn't think I would be calling myself director slash psychologist. I just thought, psychologist, yep, I'm working on my own. That's enough for me. But yeah, so, but, but I like it, you know, I like, yeah. and I have now new sort of ideas and plans and always something that I want to do, which is exciting. It's kind of that more entrepreneurial side, I think, which I've never been like that before. Mm. COVID uh, provided lots of taps on the shoulders. Yes, definitely. <laughs> Some that didn't feel so good and then others like were just opportunities. I mm. think definitely in allied health, um, I would have to say since COVID, like before COVID, I had a bit of a waiting time, but since COVID, my wait list is just out of control. Like I look at it and I just feel completely overwhelmed and um, I have to close it <laughs> and then go, okay, right, how can I, how can I, how can I, um, what can I do for these people that are waiting? Because, you know, these are all parents that are probably waking up at 2 a.m. worrying about their kids. Um, yeah. Yeah. You mentioned earlier about your values and um, misalignment with the previous people you're working with. How do your values kind of show up now? Yeah, look, I think, and so um, becoming an NDIS provider, that, that was a whole process of writing all that stuff out and having all the policies and procedures and vision, mission, values, all of that. So that was a really good process to get me to think that out loud and to put it down in a way that was, you know, what we're all about. So one of the things that I wrote was, you know, that whole idea of how you do anything is how you do everything. And that's really important to me with every single thing. And I think um, my, my cultural background of my family is Swiss. And the Swiss are like you go to Switzerland. I don't know if you've been to Switzerland, Kathy, but um, everything is perfect. <laughs> everything is tidy and clean and they're a little bit kind of anal. So I 
I don't want to be that, you know, extreme. Not quite that Swiss. No. Yeah. <laughs> but case. I think, yeah, yeah. So for me, it's like how, you know, the chairs, I want the chairs like looking tidy in the waiting room. I don't want them all messy because then it looks like, well, it's whatever. Mm-hmm. The How the, the, the bathroom is that the clients use, it's got to be nice. The room has got to be tidy and wow. Um, the way we communicate, the way mm-hmm. the way we do everything, even if it seems little, basically says, you know, you know, you're important. You know, every little thing is important. Um, and then, of course, the way we work with our clients, it translates in the bigger picture. Um, so I think what what I want clients to get when they come is to feel like they leave with something, feel like they have been heard, feel like the person on the other side of the the lounge or the table or in the playroom actually does care and is holding that parent or mm. or child or client in with them in that moment and not, you know, and is a hundred percent with them. Yeah. Um, and I suppose the other thing, like thinking about working in NGO sector versus working in my practice and being able to decide was um, not like not wanting to be money driven. Money isn't the first thing. You you do the best job that you can do and then the money flows from that rather than the other way around. Um it did feel very much like, oh, you know, you have to do this many percentage billables, otherwise you're <laughs> the worst employee. Um, every five minutes you have to charge all of that. It was really, it just felt like it was all about the dollar sign. And I never want clients to feel like that when they come here. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that that's not the that's not the number one discussion. The number one discussion is the work that we do, and the you know the good outcomes for the people that come here. Yeah. What do your clients say about the experience they have working with you and your team? Um, it's interesting. Some don't really say anything. <laughs> and so you're like, oh, so I have to say, are you happy with how things are going? Is this the right pace for you? How are things? Um, thinking about when you came here and this and this and this was a problem, how's that going? And maybe part of that is how busy everyone is and that we don't really take the time to reflect and go, actually, those things are really improved things are really better because we're all just sometimes feel like we're you know running the wheel of life so busy um although like funny you should say I finished the other day with a client um and I always say look I'm always here if you need me but I think you're doing awesome and the, the mother said to me, she was so, she, I could see tears in her eyes. It was like, oh, wow. She said, oh, you've worked magic here. Mm. And I was like, well, actually, no, it was actually this little child that's that's done the work and you as well. But it was just really nice for her to say, like, you know, these are all the things that are different. It's been a really great experience. Um 
and I think maybe more than um, clients telling me a lot of things like that, it's what people say when they come to see me is, oh, I've waited for you because I've read all these things about you when I wrote on whatever social media page, who's a good psychologist? All these people are chiming in about you and it's like, oh, really? Wow. Mm -hmm. I don't really sit on those pages. But I think word of mouth is strong as far as people Mm -hmm. being happy. Yeah. So that's a nice feeling. Yeah. I kind of got the impression that you've got an incredibly awesome reputation locally. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I, and that was something when I started, I was like, I want to be, I don't like the word famous because it makes me go, oh, I hate being the centre of attention, but I want to be the go-to person. Uh-huh. I want to be the person that people think about locally when they need a psychologist that works with kids. Do you think you've achieved that? I think so by the wait list. <laughs> and and also, um, so I'm starting, when I think about this huge wait list, I'm starting to think about, so what things could I not do so much? You know, what things are draining for me? And definitely I love doing assessments, but the reports just like really oh. drain me. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm a bit of a perfectionist. I think I do too much in a report, you know. Um, So I have been collaborating with another colleague locally who who wants the reports and the assessments and things and trying to send people over to her. They're like, no, we'll wait. (laughs) 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 Okay, but... Yeah, so and whereas and she's a clinical psychologist, so she's got that next level of awesomeness. Mm. And even then, you know, trying to sell her in that way, it's it's like, hmm, okay, well, um, it's a long wait, you know. Yeah, mm. yeah. That uh, sort of rep- positive, glowing reputation is no accident. Like it just doesn't happen A overnight or B my by magic. Tell us a bit about your team. Small but mighty. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've got um Anthony Nguyen, who's my psychologist intern. Um, and he's been with us for about 10 months now. Um and he is, his background is working with kids on the spectrum, doing ABA therapy and doing other behavioural therapy. Um, he's also done like men's mentoring and like cool things like that. And he mm. is, he is a lovely, calm, chill guy who just connects so beautifully with the kids. They run through the door to come and see him. Ah, oh, Anthony. Yeah, they love Ask the fish tank. Ask Sarah. (laughs) Where's my friend? I think too also I've I've had some uh, of my clients, which is great, that um, where he's come and worked with me in, you know, as a shadow or in tandem in sessions and they've gone, we like him, we want to see him, which is wonderful because then it means I can 
take someone else that's on my waiting list on, but it just also means they've made this lovely connection with him Mm. Um, and he does great work and he's really creative. He's starting to feel more confident in his learning um, and then use what he's learned in new and creative ways to engage kids. So um, he's started a um, project Um, with Minecraft, using Minecraft as a platform to talk about things. Mm. It's especially great for kids that don't want to talk about their feelings or just don't even want to come to therapy. Um, They love it. Um, So, like, it can be a telehealth thing, but mostly how he does it is uh, the child brings in their laptop and they sit side by side together talking doing stuff um and it's so it's got that personal connection to, as well so it's going great yeah yay who else is in the team um so james Mackay is my admin and um thank goodness for him so many times I think that he's amazing (laughs) yeah he's amazing with all the IT stuff that I'm absolutely terrible with uh he's um just he's a lovely calm guy and the parents go oh yeah he's really nice he's very calm he's very friendly very helpful so um we sit down um every week together we have a weekly meeting and go over what's the next project, what's the next project. And that's what he's always saying. Okay, what's going to be this week's thing? He's very keen. Um, so, yes, so it's good. Yes, yeah, so I've got a really great team. It's nice to to come to work to um, a lovely place with awesome people. Running a business isn't just about setting up shop and becoming complacent. It's about showing up for ourselves and our clients with a commitment to continuous improvement. We have to be honest with ourselves about where we're at and where we're going. That means identifying strengths and weaknesses so we can improve. After all, if we're remaining stagnant, how can we scale and build the business and life of our dreams? That's where the NACAR Consulting Allied Health Biz Quiz comes in. We're not talking horoscopes and pulsopia. This questionnaire is the perfect starting point for you to begin identifying your strengths, needs, and blind spots as an allied health business owner. The process is simple. Answer the 14 questions and we'll send you a personalized report that includes actionable steps for you to start taking your business to the next level. Ready to take your business into your own hands? Take the NACAR Consulting Allied Health Biz Quiz today. So uh, I guess sort of I'm curious about what you're learning about the systems needed to run a business because mm. you got that keen being there on the front desk. Yes. Rubbing yes. his hands together with bring it on. Yep. Systemize this thing. Where's that at? Yeah, so um, when I did all the stuff for the NDIS um, audits, There were a lot of systems that I had some help from Audit Hub, which are amazing ladies, um, and they helped me with the systems. They had a lot of templates and things, and then we put bits and pieces relating to the practice in. Um, So I've got like, I've got the guidelines and the, the bare bones, but as I'm 
training up Anthony and as, you know, James is there, I'm learning. I need There are more things I need to yeah. plug in the gaps. Um, James is also, so when he I show him something, I get him to I say, now, can you do me a little cheat sheet type thing? Can you um, put the screenshots in for how to do that? So we've got that there for anyone else that needs to do it. So he's kind of growing those bits and pieces for me as well. Um, I did listen to systemology and I'm like, oh, that is something that I want to kind of work on as well um, to, yeah, just to, I suppose, give it a bit more finesse. Yeah. Get, uh Get James reading the book and then he can join us all drinking the okay. on that one. <laughs> That's a good idea. Yes, I'll do that. <laughs> what we kind of, you know, know about businesses that are growing and are wanting that real commitment to quality and consistency is that systems kind of sit there gluing all the, the people's thinking together. Um, yes. So, yeah, it's a sizable investment. but. You know, it's also a bit of a ticket to freedom and less Q&A and less FAQs and less near misses and infrastructure to have, I reckon. Yes, absolutely. And some of the things, uh, this is what I'm learning, I suppose, with my intern is some of the things that I think are obvious are not, you know. And I do, yeah, I need to. Well, I need to document that stuff. How on earth does someone else know that? They can't read my mind about the way I do things. So I need to I need mm-hmm. to make it out there so that everyone knows the same thing and why as well. Yeah. 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 So as the director, where does your where does your business sort of thinking go across a typical week? What are some of your director tasks um yeah and I think I wish I was a little bit more sort of uh, what's the word not streamlined organized maybe with this because I'm like oh my gosh I need to blah 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 this for the finance a little bit more Swiss (laughs) payroll but yeah a little bit more Swiss yes what am I talking about (laughs) but yeah so I think um I I don't have a um, this is my day for this or this is my day for that. Um, I just go, okay, what do I need to do? Okay, I'm going to do that this morning. I'm going to do that then. And then if something else happens and I've got to put a fire out, then that doesn't get done. So for me, I think um, my, thinking of the future, what I need to do is step back and do less clinical Mm. and have more time for being a bit more Swiss with the way I run the practice and am working on the business. Um, I'm kind of in this in-between place where I've grown and what with what goes with that are all the costs, but I'm not really making that much more money yet to kind of cover that. So things are tight. And so I feel like I kind of still need to keep bringing in the money as far as the face-to-face work for now. Mm -hmm. 
Anthony's caseload is building, which is helping, and that will kind of help me breathe a bit more. Um, and I am trying to hire a registered psychologist to help me with my wait list, yeah. especially those ones that are Medicare mental health care plans, because an intern can't do those because they don't have a provider number. So, yeah, so I think once I can breathe a little bit more cost-wise and financially-wise, that will be my next thing is to go, right, these are my mornings, these are my days when I am just working on the business and I'm putting that block of time aside for this is what the bookkeeper wants, this is, you know, marketing, this is like all the different things and I'm a bit more organised with it. Mm. which parts of working on the business do you enjoy the most um I think the thinking about you know Anthony and James the plan for them Mm. developing them I quite like that you know like what's going to be in our team meeting how we're going to grow together as a team um, what's the next step for Anthony? How can I build his confidence, you know, and teach him something new that would be the obvious next step in in his kind of growth professionally? I really enjoy that. Um, I think, Kathy, you've helped me a lot with the marketing because marketing for me has always been, oh, you know, like oh, I'm selling myself, yuck, but it's actually turned into something a little bit fun. It's and totally fun. I'm loving <laughs> what I'm seeing. I was oh, thank you. this morning. Like, like, love, love, love. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you for liking and loving. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's getting to be a bit more fun, you know, just understanding how to, in, you know, put different things out there and, um, yeah, so. I quite like that. How do you flip that switch from fear to fun with getting yourself out there? How do I do that? Yeah, how um, do you do it? It's not easy. Yeah, well, I'm sort of at that next thing with um, doing, I want, I want to do a Facebook Live and Ooh. that is that for me is absolute fear because it's not just something recorded. It's like, oh, my gosh, if I mess it up. The world will see it real time. <laughs> um, but and what what um, I've said, oh, you know, James, I'm having trouble with this building this post, and can you set it up for me? And how do you do it? And then we've done that, and then all the the Canva didn't match with the thing, the you know, the Facebook post, and it all looked wonky. So I said, oh, leave it now. I can't look at this anymore. <laughs> and I haven't gone back to it Ooh. because of my fear. So <laughs> I, but uh, this morning I was thinking, no excuses. I'm still doing it, even if it's, you know, because it's meant to be in a week's time. I'm like, oh, that's a bit short notice. No, I'm doing it, even yeah. if. Even if I'm talking to nobody, I've got enough that I can talk about. It's going to be about anxiety. I could talk underwater for an hour about anxiety. So I can do it. The irony. No one's there. The irony of the topic is not lost on me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. 
Yes. So uh, that's, uh, look, I think to answer your question, sorry, I got a bit sidetracked, but (laughs) um, how do I do it? How do I go from fear to that flip that switch? I think it's just do it. It's that whole Nike Mm -hmm. thing of just get out there and just do it. And then it's not so bad. It's always not so bad, you know, and then it turns into, yeah, I can do this. What else can I do? What else can I do, you know, Mm -hmm. and grow from there. Yeah. Done beats perfect. I agree. Yes. Yeah. Done beats perfect. Well, I'm going to keep a little eye eye out for that Facebook Live now. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I guess it's that that piece around imagining how it's going to feel when it's done as well and when you Mm. just that old thing and you're totally up for what's next. Yep. The next Facebook Live. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. What other parts of being a director and working on the business do you enjoy? You enjoy setting up opportunities for your employees and growing them. What else? What other bits are are good? Um, I like, this sounds a bit me, me, me me-ish, but um, I like doing, I like having things done the way that, I want them to be done and like not to micromanage, but as an overall umbrella, this is the way we do things around here um, and, and passing that on. So like one of the thing, one of the ways I work um, and this is like in my business as a psychologist um, that's come from when I was doing my internship is I love to work collaboratively like in a multidisciplinary kind of way um, for clients. So my internship was with New South Wales Disability Services and it was such a fantastic, amazing place to work with these really experienced super um, therapists of all different um, disciplines. And the thing I remember about it was, you know, you'd be working in your little pod and, there'd always be this little chatter going on, but it wasn't about, you know, the latest gossip magazine, Kim Kardashian thing. It was about, you know, oh, I just went out to school and I just saw little Johnny for the first time and I noticed you're allocated. How can we work together? Or I was just wondering about this idea to do with, you know, this person. So it's always client-focused and mm-hmm. and I loved that. It was so so collaborative and by working together you'd come up with really great ideas and always do good work Um, just that high level of commitment Mm -hmm. and I missed that when I came out into the private sector I really missed that Um, so I started setting that up with um, parents that were on board with it and therapists that were on board with it and it grew and it then it involves schools and then we'd end up with these amazing plans for these clients and working together on these goals where really that that plan was so much greater than just the sum of its parts because yeah. we were working yeah. together. That sounds a bit cliche-ish, but it really is true and the parents are just so happy with that. Um, and before COVID, I sort of... Um, scooped together a whole lot of local paediatric professionals and we were doing annual parents forums where 
we'd all talk about, we'd have a theme and we'd all talk about how we as each discipline work together and how we worked in our own way about that. Um, as a kind of education, um, COVID sort of killed it, but we, we're going to be picking that up again. I've but just written ended, it down, Sarah. We're going to talk about that. That's really cool. Oh, thanks. Yeah, it was such a great thing. And the last one we did was the room was just busting with people. We had preschool educators that had heard about it turning up. We had SLSOs, the like mm-hmm. the teachers' aides, special needs teachers, parents. We had heaps of people in that room. And we had everyone gave a quick top talk about that topic. And then we had a panel where, uh, you know, people could write their questions down and we would all answer them as a panel in a collaborative way. Um, it was really super cool. Yeah. That's cool. I, I do wonder whether teaming around the child was the way we used to talk about it whether it is good luck rather than good management at times. And it's one thing to have a commitment to it, but it's quite another to actually make it really happen on a mm. functional, intentional level. Yeah, it is. It, it does take quite a bit of work to scoop people mm. together. Um, and even even just to, to schedule, let's do a Zoom meeting, everybody, trying to find a time where everyone can all make it can be challenging but it is totally worth it yeah 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 wow I totally get uh, how that uh, attracts and holds your director director gaze what uh what has being a business owner taught you about yourself I suppose like I've always been it's not really go-getter but it's like I've always been like, what else can I learn? What else can I do? And like really kind of self-driven mm-hmm. um, to to learn more and do more and be better and be the best I can be. And um, I think as a therapist, like, you know, learning all new mod- modalities and all of that and, you know, doing that in therapy. But then I think as a business owner, um, like I, it's totally being, it's, it's hard. It's really hard. I think being a parent is really hard. I think that's harder, but yeah. being a small business owner is really hard and it's so much a roller coaster. And there've been times where I've gone, I just stuff this. No, I just want to go and get a job. Like it, things would be easier, but I think, the kind of person I am I need to be doing this and mm. <laughs> I can do this so just to be able to know it things can be you know rock bottomy sometimes and disappointing and stressful and confusing but I can do this I'm strong yeah. I think it's sort of shown me that more mm. can you remember that Japanese proverb I'm not going to get this right but I'm sure they'll get it right in the show notes it's something along the lines of fall down seven times, get up eight. Have you ever heard that? Yeah, I think it's, I mean, yeah, I don't, I didn't know of a, of a Japanese proverb, but that's sort of, um, 
I think it's like Tony Robbins. I don't know if you know Tony Robbins. Everyone knows him. He says stuff like that around, you know, like, um, you know, you only fail if you don't get up and have another go, basically. That's the only way you can fail is if you stop. If you keep going, you just keep making mistakes. You haven't failed. You've learned something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yes. I think that uh, often sums up allied health business quite well. It probably sums up business full stop. But, um, yeah, you know, it's about digging in and what what's it going to take for you to get back on your feet and give it what it needs, yeah, what you want for the, the next month, quarter, year, what have you. Yeah. I think having supportive people also is helpful, you know, like, it's really great to dial in and, and talk to the other allied health business owners and hear their questions and ask my question. And, yeah. you know, that is like a highlight of the month for me. <laughs> I really enjoy it. <laughs> that sounds a bit nerdy, but anyway, it's it's true. It's yeah. really good to be surrounded by other people that are doing the same thing. Um, and then I've made like through that I've made connections. Oh, you know, I'm doing that too. Do you want to get get together for coffee or do you mm-hmm. want to have a phone call um, to share ideas? Yeah, yeah, that's good. It gets it gets lonely and you can mm-hmm. get a little bubbly in your own thinking patterns and you're not always sure what options are or what how others would tackle things. So yeah, community and content are. Are very, very, very useful. What can you tell us in these last few minutes about this entrepreneurial brain of yours? Like, what are you, uh, what are you thinking about getting done in the next little while? So, um, I know we've talked in groups about like school holidays or the downtime. Um, or, where, not. or not? Or not? Yeah. For or me, not. it's not. For me personally, yeah. as a psychologist, it's not. I, my whole school Ooh, holiday coming crazy. up, it's already booked out. Like I might have yeah. one or two hours free. But for Anthony, his school holidays are quiet because a lot of his clients will take a break. And yeah. so I'm thinking what can be the next thing for him, which is social skills groups. Everyone's waiting for them around here. And he's got that lovely um, vibe to him. So mm-hmm. that's that's the next thing. So I'm always thinking about what's the next project, what's the next little marketing thing, how can I, you know, grow Anthony in what he does so he's enjoying and having variety and also busy yep. <laughs> entrepreneurially. Yep. Um, and then I suppose my next thing is, um, you know, hello, registered psychologist that wants to come and work, you know, in the way we work, please come and, you know, and that that will be another next step as well. It will be amazing to have someone else to collaborate with and work with. Yeah. What do you think your business is going to look like in five years' time? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, well, I'm hoping that... I always kind of wanted to have other um, allied health professionals as well. I think that would be awesome because then you've got that collaborative environment under the one roof, that multidisciplinary team. Um, I I would love that as a future thing. 
Um, but in the meantime, like the, the amount of people that want psychology, like to have to grow the team, you know, of mm-hmm. psychologists would be amazing. I would love that. Yeah. Yeah. And the fish will keep growing and the fish will get bigger and you'll yeah. go away. More fish <laughs> will go home to new homes with the little people that you've helped. I love that. Yeah, it's good. It's good. It's um it's it's nice to but and they they say, oh, next time can we bring a container and can we have some, you know? So yes, it's a nice little it's a nice vibe. Yeah. Yeah. Do you see yourself doing less and less and less and potentially no clinical work and more and more directoring and leadering? Ooh, um, my my husband encourages this for the future. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I love my clients so much. But I would like to do a little bit less because I am tired, you know, like we've got this lovely uh, property where we don't spend enough time there and I've got fruit trees and I've got you know things I love doing I just love pottering in the garden uh, it all looks a bit overgrown and not so great I just love to have a little bit more time to just be in nature and be there it's a lovely quiet environment um, I think my body needs that too as I'm getting a bit older too so yes definitely a little bit less work, a bit more directoring, and then maybe, you know, maybe working four days instead of five or something so mm. to have a bit more rest. Mm. One of my motivations, uh, and it wasn't a, a revelation that I arrived at myself, it was pointed out to me repeatedly that as a clinician, I'm sure I've said this on the podcast so people might just be turning the volume down, as a clinician I could see 30 clients a week but as a director I could run a team that could see 300 Mm, yeah yes yeah and help so many more people yeah yeah that's cool I like that yeah I'll leave that for you to brew on yes thank you (laughs) (laughs) well thank you I uh I have thoroughly enjoyed hearing a bit more detail around uh what you guys are up to what would you like to leave in the ears and hearts and minds of people listening? You can have the the final say here. Yeah, I think um, I suppose as a director, the thing I would say is, you know, well, it's my message to myself is, yes, it's hard, but just keep going because it's Mm. so worth it. Um, And as a clinician, I would say, you know, Anything you can do to to collaborate with others um, adds just so much more value for the client and also to your own therapy. It's um it's a really cool model and a great way of working and then building relationships and then supporting each other as well because it's it's hard at the moment. There's so many people out there that are really struggling and that takes away your own energy to be able to be you know in a bit of a buzz with others it's um it's kind of win-win for everyone Mm. thank you so 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 much and um looking forward to the next installment i think we should do this again soon okay (laughs) i've really enjoyed it it's been wonderful thanks for inviting me 
Thank you so much for listening to this episode. For the show notes and other resources, our webinar replays, they're all available over on naker.com.au. And if you're loving what you're listening to, please subscribe. We don't want you to miss out on a single thing. And if you want others to get the same benefit that you've had from listening into these episodes, please share this episode and any of the others forward to any of your other allied health business colleagues. And we are totally here for you. Don't forget for a moment that you can jump on in and book that power call and uh, we can see how we can help you get the best of business done. Looking forward to seeing you there.